upon those that give. But tithes and offerings should never be connected to your salvation. Now the truth is, there's a lot of people that think if they can just throw something in the plate, that's going to make God happier with them. Number three, church membership is a blessed thing. Acts chapter 2, verse 46, 47 says they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Every saved person should join a local New Testament church. Acts 20, 28 says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God, listen to this, which he hath purchased with his own blood. This institution purchased by the blood of Christ deserves our loyalty and commitment. It, it deserves us to be a part of it, assembled with it. But church membership should never be a criteria for salvation. Holiness, righteousness, which is, is kind of anathema in life, in speech, in dress, is a wonderful thing that God desires and will help keep us. And here's what people don't realize. It just helps keep, keep us and preserve us from sin. But it should never be a requirement for salvation. We have some that put this burden on the people and all the while they don't live it themselves. Now, here's, again, I've got several times I'm going to say there's a couple of things here, but there are two possibilities here. Either they know it isn't truly the way of salvation, yet they use it to keep the people in submission. You see, I think sometimes they know that this is not the way of salvation, that all these works and all these things are not the way of salvation, but it keeps people in submission. Have you ever noticed how devoted people that believe works are going to take them to heaven, how devoted they are to going about telling tell people? And how lacking we are who believe in grace through faith? How lacking we are trying to tell people? But it keeps them in submission. It keeps them in fear of their eternity. There's another reason I believe that they do this. Is that it's they're in their pride. And, and I think this kind of what we see a little bit uh, when you go to, over into Ghana, I think. In their pride, they believe that somehow they are spiritually superior. And they don't have to live like those common people. Now, there's a two-fold lesson in this command also. I'm going to give you another two points. Two-fold lesson. One, to follow leadership, understanding that truth is not negated by the failure of leadership to live it. Did you, did you hear that? You know, we're supposed to follow the preaching, the teaching of the Word of God, even when leadership fails to live it. Because the truth is not negated by anyone's failure. Okay. So, people are going to fail. It's going to happen. And when people fail, it, 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 this, I, I've said this to, to, to young preachers for years now. Uh, look, the fact that people have been stupid, the fact that people, leaders, have, have enforced things upon people improperly and harshly, that does not negate the fact that what they were the teaching was true. 
There's some truths in here. The truth it doesn't become the, the truth doesn't become false because somebody does not enforce it properly. Now, it leads me to a passage that's kind of hounded me. I want you to go to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, look at verse 14. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, it says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, and that thou mayest be rich in white, uh, in white raiment, with, that thou mayest be clothed, and, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with the eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. The key in this, this passage uh, that's been on my mind uh, for some time now, as it says, I know, verse 15, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You see, I think this is what, uh, it ties into this command that we're talking about. God's looking for people that are, you know, again, this kind of uh, generation that we're in, it's, it's about being real. And I'll say, I'm for all, I, I really am, I'm for being real. I just think we ought to be really trying to be what God wants us to be. Uh, and so not just saying, you know, hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bum and I'm, I just want to be real about it. Um, you know, okay, if I am a bum, then I want to try to be a better bum than I was yesterday. So, um, now, the fact, the fact is, is that it, it, it is so important that we understand that God's making, uh, Mike made this, as I was talking to him about it, he made mention, he said, you know, the cold or hot, uh, he said, you know, could you ever think that, that what God really is meaning there? And he said, could it be that, you know, cold is refreshing and hot is, re, you know, is, is refreshing? And, and so it's not like we normally think of this. You know, it could be that God's saying that. He could be, be saying that you need to be refreshing to people. You need to be hot, you know, on the other side. You know, you need to be either, you know, one of these other. But I think, it's, you know, that we are also that traditional thought pattern about it, that it's cold. Uh, you, you know, you're, you just have no desire for God, uh, have no desire to seek God, no desire to know God. And, and again, that's what I've been screaming for 10 years now that the next move in America is atheism and the way the statistics are playing out we're moving there really fast uh, uh, because uh, you, you can't have this, this kind of God that's just going to lay everything out in your lap and do everything you want him to do uh, and, 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 and that God really exists. Eventually you're going to find out you don't get everything you want when you want it, how you want it and then suddenly then you don't have a God because the God you had was supposed to do that and so uh, there's 
this the dilemma we're in, but we've got people over here that are turning away from God. And I'm not saying they're, they're all lost. He's talking to the church of Laodicea. So you got them over here. They're cold. They're cold. And, and so uh, God says, uniquely, though, I'd rather you be cold or I'd rather you be hot. And over here, it's hot for God. It's mean, I want to I grow in the Lord. I want to know the Word of God. I want to get stronger in, 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 in the Word of God. I want to know more. I want to walk with God. I want to pray more. I want to not just utter words, but I want to sense God's presence as I pray. I want God. And so he said, either cold or hot. And so some thoughts about this. God wants us to get baptized, to give tithes to, to, and offerings, to cheerfully join, uh, cheerfully and join the church, live holy, but he wants it real from the heart, hot for him. He would rather you be ice cold, now think about this, rather than lukewarm, for if you are ice cold, watch this, if you're ice cold, you know that you're not hot. But when you're lukewarm, you may be just warm enough to think you're okay. But God says lukewarm makes him spew, and the word there is actually vomit. Now, I don't, you know, in our minds, we think, you know, you take a little bit of a swallow, and then it goes back out. But the the actual definition is the word vomit. Half in, half out, satisfied, complacent is a step before spoiling. Now, here's what I did. Mike likes coffee. Right, Mike? All right. Don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. Get up here. Now, I just, a few minutes ago, matter of fact, uh, right as the service was started, uh, I went and I, I got right out of the, the hot thing out there. So, hot cup of coffee. So, take a little swallow of it. Is it still hot? Yes, sir. It's all right? Yes, sir. Okay. He, th- he doesn't trust me. <laughs> he really doesn't. He doesn't trust me at all. Now, He's, he's really, you know, being the UP guy up in Michigan, he's probably not much for iced coffee. Anybody here like iced coffee? Yeah, okay. Well, this is that same coffee, but I put ice cubes in it. So it's ice cold. You know, the truth is, every once in a while, I'll drink a little bit of iced coffee. It's, it's better hot. Oh, well, okay. God didn't say that hot wasn't better. He just said I'd rather... But this is lukewarm, room temperature, old coffee. Uh huh. Where do I spew it? <laughs> Go ahead. Honestly, which one do you like better? The <laughs> He's so nervous. I was, I was being so good. I wasn't going to do anything to you. Now, the truth is, if you came up, anybody came up here, one, if you, you like it, you know, you may like it hot or cold, but I've really never met anybody that really likes room temperature coffee. I mean, you will pick it up, and, and first thing you do, when you get it at a restaurant, what do you do? You call the waitress over and say, um, you know, could they, I mean, do something to this? You know, either make another pot or you got a microwave, something. Just heat it up. 
but you don't want to drink it. You'll take a sip of it and just like, that's nasty. You see, this is what God's talking about. He said, these people, he said, I, I want you to, you know, go ahead. They're the leadership. Go ahead and do what they tell you. He said, my issue with them is not what they're telling you to do. My issue with them is they don't live it. They're cold. They're cold. And folks, it, it, it cross over in every area of life. If, you know, a cold person over here is critical of the church, critical of each other, critical of everybody, because they don't like anything, because if somebody, if they're here, and if you're here this morning, you really didn't want to be here, so somebody just drug you in here, then there's, I, I doubt really seriously that anything I've said or done you're going to like. You know how I know that? Because I don't think most of what I say anybody likes. But the, uh, <laughs> no, but you're probably not going to like it, and you probably will utter it. The lukewarm person is the person who hears this and makes one or two responses. Neither one of them good. Either they simply don't respond to it, just let it happen, or they enter into it and they continue it. The hot person over here for God says, you know what, do you that's probably not the best way to be talking about them. Or they may just say, you know what? We need to pray for them. We need to think about what they're going through. We need to understand what their heartaches are. And we need to have something called empathy. You know, if, if, if we were in their shoes, would we really act much different, we might even be worse than they are. The hot person says, how can I salvage somebody? It goes to so many areas of life. But what God is saying here is that, listen, don't turn away from my truth. Don't turn away from the word of God. In a generation where statistically is turning away from, from church by the droves, we already read that Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. How do we turn away from that which he purchased? But when we're turning away and turning away and turning away and we're, we're headed down the road of England and Germany and, and a lot of these Eastern, European nations, we're, we're just turning away from, from God and turning away. Well, that's because we've been influenced by those who said but did not do. They were cold. Now, God says, don't be lukewarm about this half in and half out. You know, when I feel good, come, and when I don't, don't. And when I, you know, when I, I you know, I sometimes, or every once in a while, if I happen to, to pick up my Bible or happen to read a verse that somebody sends on a text, then, you know, okay. It's, it might be something nice. God says, no, I need you hot. Hot for me. Seeking me, desiring me. 
You know, the only thing that will make this lukewarm better is that the hot has a positive influence over it. Now, I'll be honest with you, he's not hot yet. But if I keep pouring enough hot into him, he'll get hot. That's what this church is supposed to be. And so the Lord's saying to us, don't stop living righteousness. Don't stop living my word. Don't stop trying to reach other people. For, don't stop that because the cold over here didn't care. And they're saying things, but they're not living anything. He said, no. Be hot for me. Desire me. I'll just tell you, I went for... And I'm about done. I went for a lot of years, and I say this in a testimony, I went for a lot of years where I, I feel like I, I wanted to know God, but I was so busy serving God that I really didn't get to know God. And I finally came to a point in my life, and, and, and God did this. I don't understand how he did it exactly. I can just tell you that he did. He he started me off with extended fast because I, I just, I was going 30 and 40 day fast saying, God, something's missing. I've got to know you. And after several years of 30, 40 day fast, and God finally one day drove me to what I call my, my prayer walks. We're at night. 99.9% .9 of the nights of my life, if, if I'm able, wherever I am, when there's some time during the night, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go, I'm going to walk. And I just, I'm out there just asking God, let me know you. And can I just tell you, it's not some special words you utter. But when you walk out weary and you come into his presence and you sense that you're in the presence of God, that he's strengthening you, that he's encouraging you, that he's teaching you, that he's leading you to, to, his, to verses of Scripture, that even as he's directing you to a verse and won't let it go for, for nights, Suddenly you realize how lukewarm your heart had been all those years. Because lukewarm thinks it's hot until it comes in the presence of heat. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Lord, I pray that we might, as a people, get closer to you. Lord, that we would desire to be hot for you.